Welcome to the Smark and Friends podcast on Two Finger Guns Club Network, where I watch wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling. My name is Zach. I'll be your host. Today, I'm happy to welcome Sean Bechu, actor, voice actor, and fight choreographer working out of here in Montreal. Sean's worked in film, television, theater, as well as video games, with credits including the Assassin's Creed series, Watch Dogs 2, and For Honor. Much like I did last season when I had Michelle Lewis, another fight choreographer on the show, I have to show Sean something cool. If you're going to watch today's matchup with us, I'll ask you to queue up the WWE Network to the May Young Classic, Season 2, Episode 5, and I'll let you know which match we're watching in just a few minutes. So before we get to break, let me get my shout-out in for the Dits on Wrestling podcast. So far this season, I've been shouting out podcasts who have welcomed me on. Dits and I haven't had a chance to chat yet, but he has supported me in a very different way. Before we launch this podcast, I would dabble in a little fan art, you may have seen my Tommaso Ciampa, uh, which Dits would often share. Taking a closer look at the content that he'd produced, I soon found that Dits would be doing the same for many other artists, podcasters, and other content creators. So it's only fair he can introduce himself to you on my airwaves, and I'm enthusiastic to afford him the opportunity to do so. Check this out. Hey guys, this is Dits from the Dits on Wrestling podcast, the podcast that you never even asked for. That's right, every single week I'm coming at you regardless of whether you want it or not. Every single week you get a breakdown of the news, and the highlights of all WWE shows and also other big shows that happened in the world of wrestling. Not only that, we've got bonus episodes, so watch along as you've got guest spots and now the newly introduced DOW Power Rankings have returned every Monday night. You don't want to sleep on this. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker and my YouTube channel. Come and check it out. You don't want to miss it. Well, I guess that smart guy can carry on doing whatever he was doing. Stealing my spotlight. You're going to be joking me! Hey, Connor. Hey, Alexa. I hear you have a big announcement. Yeah, I do. I'm pregnant. No. I'm just kidding. I'm not pregnant. But we are into season two of Boldly Boinking. Sorry, I just couldn't contain my excitement there. Uh, that's okay, I understand. I would be excited too. We're back for season two. Yeah. We're halfway in there. You should feel us already. Yep, but if you haven't... There's a ton more coming. So just hop on and join us as soon as you can. We hope to see you there. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, you know the drill. Go check us out. And we're recording on the road today. Sean Bechu, thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Zach. Uh, Sean is a fight choreographer, an actor uh, who's been working in Montreal for quite some time. How, how long have you been working uh, in, the, in the area? Uh, professionally? Probably yeah. for over 20 years now. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, you've also been voice acting for video games uh, yeah. recently, or I don't know like what the exact time frame is, but like, I know you were in Watch Dogs 2. A uh, bit of a fan-favorite character with Wrench, too, huh? Yeah, Wrench was really big in Watch Dogs 2. It was, it was actually a pretty big game, too. People loved it. Uh, I still get people commenting up to this day on Twitter just telling me how much they love the characters and the ensemble. Yeah, I'm seeing like a lot of fan art, too, which is really cool. Yeah, tons of it. Like To this day, people just... Love, well, Wrench is such a cool design. And I know, yeah. I thought he was a cool concept for a character and a cool look, and the mask with the voice and you know his crazy personality i see why people connected with him yeah i don't know if uh if unions will allow me to do this like am i allowed to ask for the wrench voice uh well, i, I can't, probably I, can't, I, can't uh. I can't really do it without the filter though i mean okay. I'm, a, I'm a good voice actor but i'm not that that's fair good. fair, fair. <laughs> 
we'll save that. We'll uh, we'll do it in po- in uh, in post technical Tina. So what's going on with you in the future? You got any projects lined up after? Uh, yeah, a few things. Um, most of which I all of which I can't talk about. Uh, sure. Uh, non disclosures. You know, exactly. NDAs. Uh, but I was on some exciting projects um, that are they'll be coming out soon. Uh, one that was just announced that I can talk about is um, I just did a new character in For Honor, which is a fighting game. I don't know if you know it. It's a medieval fighting game from Ubisoft. Um, not, not too far from the concept of what we're doing today. It's these three different factions, the Vikings, the Knights, and the Samurai. Uh, who are continuously fighting each other in different factions, and uh, you get to play as various characters from various factions. And there's a new character called the Hitokiri, uh, who's like a servant of death. Um, it's as awesome as that sounds. That does sound uh, nice. And I do all his, uh, his voice work. He speaks Japanese. I don't do those bits, but all the... Uh, <laughs> all that stuff is... Uh, is me. Well, I can't wait till that's available. As you can see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he just came out, actually. So if you play the oh, game, sorry. anyone who plays the game can now uh, unlock the character and play with them. Gamers out there, get on this. Cool. Ever been a wrestling fan at all, Sean? When I was younger, when I was a kid, um, you know, I think I enjoyed the spectacle of wrestling mm-hmm. along with all of my friends. You know, I'm talking the day of the days of uh, you know Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, yes. King Kong Bundy, uh, you know the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, the <laughs> list goes on. Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, Pretty much listening. I used to love the video game too, the WWF at the time. Yeah. Video game, we could play as all those people. It was just amazing. I used to, I used to spend hours uh-huh. in the arcade playing that. Uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, I like wrestling for the spectacle and the characters and the drama and the theater of it. Uh, but then I kind of probably fell out of it um, in my late, in my mid to late teenage years. Totally fair. And haven't really looked back since. I mean, I, I'm connected to it peripherally. Because I see clips, and I have friends who are huge fans of it still, you know, and they'll post stuff on Facebook or on Twitter, and I'll catch a clip here and there. But storylines, characters, all that. Uh, I think the last news I got from the WWF was that it was now the WWE. <laughs> sure, so, so that's like about 20 years. <laughs> that about dates me to where, where, I, uh, totally where I was last informed. Well, this is a lot more recent than in the last 20 years. In right. fact, we're only going uh, going one year back, less than a year back, actually. We're going to the Mae Young Classic. So let me tell you a little bit about what we're uh, okay. watching. The Mae Young Classic is a women's wrestling tournament featuring some of the best wrestlers in the world. And what's great about this tournament is it showcases many wrestlers who don't actually work within the WWE. So many fans are being wowed by some of these performers for the very first time. And this match features two such talents. In one corner, we have Mercedes Martinez, a veteran powerhouse performer who's built an incredible resume in the American wrestling scene. And her opponent is Mako Satamura, a competitor whose kicks often make her opponents regret their career choice. Awesome. She's often known as one of Japan's final bosses, uh, the wrestlers who are at the <laughs> top great. of the wrestling food chain. Mercedes Martinez and Mako Satamura are facing off in only the second round of this tournament, which, by the way, is a major indication of how great this entire tournament is. If you want to watch along with us at home, if you're listening, and I hope you do, please queue up the WWE Network to the Mae Young Classic Season 2, Episode 5, which, by the way, by total coincidence, is also this episode of Smart and Friends. Please hover over time code 40 minutes, 44 seconds. Pause this pod if you need to and come right back to us. Are you ready? Good. We're going to hit play together on go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Making our way to the ring first is Mercedes Martinez. 
That is a boss costume. Oh yeah, they aren't are not messing around. She's with got a little bit of the wrench costume. look going on actually. So yeah, like throw the... into her corner. I think nice tats okay. too. Okay, that's what we're going for. Uh, actually, if you look closer, she's got like Batman tattoos and I think some other superhero oh, references on her arms on her sleeve. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah, the uh, attention to the ring there. Now I want to pay attention to some of the, uh, to this little highlight reel, so because like the her arsenal is gonna of course gonna come into play in this match. This was her first round contest against Ashley Rain and ends her with the Fisherman's Buster. I love the names for these moves. Yeah. <laughs> Refs checking. checking for concealed weapons. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, got to do the, his uh, due diligence. The referee does, and here comes Mako. Mako Satamura. Yeah. Absolute badass. Been wrestling about 20 years. Had oh, a wow. very brief stint in WCW back in that heyday, but really made her name a uh, name in, in her home uh, of Nagata, Japan. Costume. So badass, right? Amazing. Yeah. I'm really torn here. I mean, one's got the wrench look, the other one's got the classic. I studied martial arts for many years. I did the uh, karate. So, okay. Um, you know. Well, please point out if you. I, if I, any I feel of these. a connection with uh, with this culture a little because uh, I uh, amazing studied it a bit. Please point out any of these kicks that look familiar uh, that you can Ooh, call by martial arts name. Yeah, sure. If she does, she have like, like a martial arts that? style. That's uh, how <laughs> that's about that traditional Shotokan karate right there. A cartwheel double kick to the chest. Yeah, badass. Yeah, we learned that in year two. When okay. We were training. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, oh. like uh, I'm just completely oblivious to martial arts. I really don't know if you're joking or not there. <laughs> I was. I was okay, joking. fair enough. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this woman actually had some degree of, of yeah. training. Oh, yeah. On top of being referred to as final boss, they also refer to her as Yokozuna, of course, champion. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. I think I just saw an X-Men tattoo on, uh, on Mercedes. Bit of a height difference. Bit of a height difference. Lots of respect in the ring. Handshake oh. to start everything off. So there's like no villain in this scenario? No. There's no... Uh... No, there's not really... Uh, I mean, like, this is only the second round of the tournament. So, like, heels and faces, good guy, uh, good girls, bad girls, they haven't really been fully established yet. Uh, this one's, like, the story is just, like, these two very different career paths. Uh, finally, kind of, like, having this opportunity to square off, even if it is just in a second round tournament setting. Ooh, little arm lock there. Very nice. Yeah. She's got, uh, Mako's got Mercedes Martinez right where she wants her. Just twisting that arm. Oh, oh a little nice reversal counter. there. Leg lock around the around Mako's. So you need to do pin someone and get a three count? Like? Uh, pinfall or yeah. submission. Uh, okay. Also disqualifications if you, you know, grab a chair and do some. Uh, Is there uh, tapping out? Is that a thing? In, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. the submission victories. Um, they also mentioned a time limit different. Um, factor uh, in this round but spoilers Ooh. that doesn't really factor in in this match wow, she, uh, yeah no, they're both using arm, arm locks on each yeah. other working a slow style oh, to begin with really just a reversal <laughs> arm lock yeah there's right back a, where you started lady yeah now into a bit of a hammer lock see i say you know these technical terms i mean uh, i know martial arts but uh, this is much more your domain oh that's a nice that's a nice hold Sure, but that's what's great about professional <laughs> she wrestling. To wait, that's great. <laughs> I ain't done. I ain't done. And that's what's great about professional wrestling. There's like a bunch of different styles that kind of blend into this like storytelling medium. You know, be it martial yeah. arts or yeah, well, uh, that's, judo. That's what I love about about, especially this seems a lot more based on uh, the 
technical aspects of fighting, like styles Absolutely. versus personalities. Like, I fight with a two by four. <laughs> I fight with, I got snakes. You know, I'm Elvis. <laughs> um, you know, the three people I'm referring to there. Oh, yes. Um, but, you know, like this is more about skill. So it reminds me of the more fantastical elements of like when um, uh, UFC first started off, right? You had a guy who did ninjutsu versus a guy who did karate, and then you had a guy who did. Uh, you know, shoot wrestling versus sumo. Yeah. Was there any, like, fantasy, like, playing Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, you know? So and I find there's a bit of element of that to this. Definitely, yeah. And what was fun about those early UFC days, too, is they were also wearing, like, different costumes, too. Like, they, yeah. were, rest, re, uh, they were competing in their traditional garb for whatever uh, whatever their yeah. discipline was. And they would was make really cool. whatever traits they decided to put forward their main thing, like Ric Flair, you know? Yes. He was being glamorous. <laughs> like he, and he turns out into a fighting style somehow. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of like bare bones, just grappling uh, in in um, in this May Young Classic tournament. They really just tell their story. Like, oh, that was almost on her head. They really just tell a story with like what their styles are and like how they factor play off against each other. It's so who's May Young? I mean, she's she's not in the ring. Uh, no, no, no. May Young, um, vet, uh, like legendary wrestler, passed away, uh, I believe, in 2015. Oh, okay. uh, but she was like one of the first like women's wrestlers in North America. Not the very first. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so this is in her honor. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, you know, what? actually. Maybe uh, maybe this name will ring a bell. Do you, like when you were kind of like dabbling in and out of wrestling, uh, like towards the end, just before they went from WWF to WWE. Do you remember like the Dudley Boys, like the tag team? I don't. That doesn't ring a bell. Oh, totally fair. But one of their legendary moments was when they put an eighty-year-old woman through a table, uh, and that was Mae Young. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did not mess around, man. Like she just like took those like big moments. And I'm not talking about like you know they just kind of gently put her through she something. She was eighty. She was like eighty. She was definitely octogenarian. Maybe wow. maybe late seventies, maybe late seventies. But you know she's she's hardcore. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No kidding. She's jeez, that's uh. So, I mean, she'd been performing her whole life, and that yeah. was kind of one of her last Absolutely. performances. Yeah, she kind of, like, uh, kind of made a couple appearances as, like, the legend who made... Uh, and, like, there was also the the comedy of this very bombastic older lady getting in all these big, uh, large men's faces, and it was great. Oh, two-handed chokeslam by Mercedes Martinez on Mako. Two, Mako kicks out. Oh, she's pissed. Yeah, again, another uh, very experienced wrestler is Mercedes Martinez. So, I mean, uh, are these all like, I don't know how long this like women, women's league has been around. I mean, I know women have always been wrestling in the WWE, but like the Mae Young is what, three years old, you said? Uh, well, uh, the, the th this is tournament? the second tournament. Okay. Uh, they haven't done a third one yet. Um, but uh, like women's wrestling is not like exclusive to this program either. Like the, they're very, uh, we've come a long way since like the 90s where, the women are like prominently featured uh, this year. Ronda Rousey, uh, Charlotte Flair, yeah, I and heard Ronda Becky Rousey Lynch. made the transition yeah, the, to wrestling. They yeah, actually yeah, may, yeah. main evented uh, the WrestleMania this year, which is WWE. That's big, awesome. That seems like a natural progression. I think for you know, if you want to have a career fighting, if it's something you enjoy, especially if you enjoy the showmanship aspect, then you don't want to run the risk of getting your head caved in. Sure uh, enough, in a tournament, yeah. you know, you can move to. I mean, there are dangers inherent, of course, to this. Of course, I know in fact, Ronda broke her hand. Died. Uh, really, it, broke her hand in the main event. She said she looked down. She had a sixth knuckle. <laughs> she broke her hand. Yeah, flipping a table or something. Yeah, well, you know, people get injured. Yeah. Um, you know. Oh. The, oof. <laughs> 
Oh, Miko's pissed. That's what I find amazing with wrestling, though, is as a fight choreographer, um, live fighting is way more difficult than fighting for film because you don't get you don't get take twos, you know, or take threes when you're doing a live fight. Um, and what's further difficult about you know this mm. uh, is you you don't have like you know when you do uh, violence on a theater a stage, for example, you have your audience in front of you, mm-hmm. so you can always adjust the angle of the hit to make it look real. You can have thrust seating sometimes, which would have audience on three sides of you. It's harder to do, but still possible. This is effectively theater in the round. Yep. Right? All four sides have sight lines to the stage. So not only do they have to know their entire choreography or, or you know, their, their repertoire of moves and their synergy of working together, but they have to do and choose moves and strikes that can read from all directions. Exactly. You know I mean? And... I know the camera's cutting around so it can show probably the best angles for things, but Absolutely, yeah. it doesn't always catch everything from the best angle, and yet they still really sell it. And plus, you got to sell this to people, you know, like in the cheap 30, seats, yeah. round, 30 uh, rows yeah. away. We're certainly in a smaller arena for this particular contest, but uh, that, that very much rings true. Uh, you know, I've been to very, uh, like, countless uh, like indie shows and also WWE when they come to town. And, you know, to your point, the camera does a lot of magic here. There are some times that like kicks don't look convincing, with the exception of that one that Ooh. looked very convincing no matter where you were sitting. <laughs> that was a good kick. Yeah, uh, especially in Japan, they they work oh. something. Uh, a lot of the wrestlers work something called strong style, which is just like, yeah, I'm not going to fake kick you. I'm just going to kick you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, um, a lot of martial artists, stunt fighters, especially from Eastern cinema, they tend to have a much more hardcore approach yeah. to stunts than in the West, you know, like okay. the, if you ever seen like Jackie Chan's Ooh, um, team do stunts and stuff, they're kicking dudes through plate glass windows. They're, you know, flipping each other over tables and stuff. I'm not saying North American stunt stunt people don't, um, you know, don't have skill to their craft. It's just a, a different approach. They, it seems that it's more daredevil in, in, in the east, in the east, to find when they do this kind of stuff, the results are amazing. Yes, absolutely. But uh, you know, people can get injured, and it's a very, very cutthroat, competitive environment. Oh, I can imagine. Um, but I'm always amazed that these people don't get, you know, more injured than they do. I mean, they do get bruised and, and beat up. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, and yeah, um, bad injuries happen too. <laughs> now, now, as a fight choreographer, are you seeing anything that you would want to incorporate into any of your uh, into your work? Stuff that I would like to incorporate, yes. Stuff that I wouldn't dare to incorporate, though, because <laughs> we're not in a wrestling ring. Uh, one of the main advantages of this environment is the wrestling mat. Yes. Um, has a lot of bounce, a lot of give, so it makes a lot of noise when people hit it, but it returns, it diffuses a lot of energy when people hit, so you know, you can pull off big stunts like this. Um, if I had a surface like that to work on, I might try some of these more daring maneuvers, but like, you know, just that, for example. Like, yeah. Now I think you'd be surprised. That was, that was I don't, really uh, like I don't mean to be like the hoity-toity wrestling fan, but like especially the WWE, they are, like their talent is always complaining about how thin the canvas is, like but how much little how little foam there is between the canvas and the the wood frame. Now I'm not saying, and now I'm not saying that's a reason that you should be like taking this stuff to your uh, to the studio. Boom! Oh, but uh, I'm just I'm just mentioning as a footnote, really. Oh sure, well you know, but I wouldn't at all put what I do in the same even category as this. I mean, they're tangentially related, but yes. this is a whole different school of performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it almost reminds me of like almost like Chinese opera because it's so character driven too. You know, it's it's uh, a lot of showboating, a lot of flair, a lot of presence, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of playing to the audience. 
Um, you know, in, in UFC, it's very technical. They're focused on each other. You don't have a lot of a, oh. a lot of showboating. Yeah. Um, this is like a you know, it's it's like a play. Absolutely. It's a play someone's putting on for for an audience. Mercedes um, hits oof. her with the fisherman's buster. That's gonna be it. Two. No. no. Kicked out of her big finish. She looks a tiny bit like Christina Applegate. I see it. If Christina Applegate was covered in tattoos. Yeah. And like full on badass. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Christina Applegate, of course. No, she's a badass she's in a her own way, too. In, in her own way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there a lot of, um, you know, some of the more classic elements of wrestling that I was familiar when I was a kid, like, you know, distracting the ref, hitting people with chairs, cheating. There's some things that just translate to a modern audience so well, like, you know, cheating in that way, distracting the ref, as you say. I, I always, I have an affinity to, uh, to tag team wrestling for that very reason, because you always have your partner to right. distract right, while right. you do something dastardly, like rake the eyes or hit them below the belt. Uh, going for, yeah, for what looks like a Mexican surfboard. I love how you know these moves. <laughs> I Mexican have. Mexican surfboard. Yeah. Uh, the, I can half see why it's called that. Oh, wow. The glossary <laughs> of wrestling maneuvers occupy way too much of my brain space. <laughs> Just trying to get like that a looks, guillotine around the neck, but Mako's fighting painful. around it. Yeah. There's some wrestlers who like lift them way up in the air, too, while they do it, too. It's great. Boom. Do these uh, do these women have their like signature moves? Absolutely. Like their power moves type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like um, Mako kicked out of the Fisherman's Buster, and I think she's lining Mercedes up for one of her big moves. Boom. Scorpion kick. Beautiful. Yeah. Two, three Boom. on the subject of signature and finishing moves. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think a reason why this is so popular, too, um, and connects with a lot of people is because there's a lot in common with superheroes. Yes, with absolutely. This, right? They have colorful costumes. They have signature moves and styles. They have alignments of good and evil or neutral. Uh, you know, they, they, they can... It's like a live superhero fight in a sense, you know, like they can get away with things like that would you know, kill a normal human, <laughs> human being six times over. Uh, but here, you know, and like, and like a comic book, your indicator that they're taking damage and that they're weakening is they just get tired yeah, and kind of disheveled. You know, like in comic books, you always get the, the suits torn and they're out of breath. And that's how you know they're as opposed to like, oh, my arm's broken, you know, and it's taking out a weird angle or I'm blood <laughs> gushing from again. my nose. Oh, no, it's not Oof. that kick. That um, was a good move. Yeah. Um, a, so what was that called, for example? Oh, I don't know what it's she called probably more wrestling and less Japanese martial arts. I'm afraid I don't have the name for that one. But after seeing her fight, though, I don't think she's basing her style on any kind of martial, martial art? art that I know of. Oh, totally fair. Um, seems like it's got a lot more in common with just more like classic wrestling. This than... is, ah, I keep I keep like hyping up the kick that doesn't happen yet. But here comes the kick that I like so much. Oh, <laughs> dirty! Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Mako Satomura's scorpion kick. Yeah, indeed. And and to your point, like things like costumes and disheveled hair, which is, are all going to happen naturally, that feeds into the story as always. Yeah, because, yeah. uh, you know, um, injury memory and like narrative of, of, of you know, continuity in a fight uh, is often it's sometimes overlooked in um, in movies. Right. Because yeah. it's shot in little chunks over the course of weeks or months. So the actors don't necessarily get out of breath and run out of steam. Um 
So if you don't factor that into the acting, you get two guys who can fight forever and it's not very engaging. Mm -hmm. This is genuine, right? Look how exhausted they are. Yeah. They're performing full octane, full power. Uh, I mean, yes, there's a measure of control involved mm. so they don't kill each other. <laughs> uh, that's a really nice sleeve. I just saw the Batman tattoo. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's more tangible in a sense because people witness it live firsthand. 100%. Like, I really get the appeal of witnessing this live, especially if you have your favorites. Yeah. You know, you want to cheer them on. You're hoping they'll win. So what do you think? Would you follow up and watch more wrestling at some point? I might. I'm actually particularly fascinated by uh, the women's wrestling uh, just because it's something I almost never saw when yeah. I was a kid, right? It was always these big burly dudes and the women are always used in, in you know, as yeah. dressing or as, we've come know, a long manager way. and stuff. And I'm so I'm really glad we've come a long way yeah. and that, the, you know, <laughs> they have their time now. So I'd be curious to catch up on that front of, yeah. of it. I mean, I'm also interested to know what male wrestlers are doing too, obviously. Totally fair. Um, but like all this stuff is like, it just looks really creative and athletic. Yeah. And probably it opens up a repertoire of moves and styles that you wouldn't see with the men necessarily. Absolutely. They're definitely working in a, in a different way. Um, Who's she? The one in green. That's uh, Casey Catanzaro. She's from actually American Ninja Warrior. So she does some really cool uh, acrobatic stuff. Oh, cool. All right. So, uh, Sean, where can our audience follow you on social media? So uh, you can find me on Twitter, on which I'm pretty active, at uh, just Sean Bechu on Twitter, one word. And I'm also on Instagram, so if you want to check out photos of just tons of random stuff uh, and a lot of photos of my dog, who's super cute. Uh, can confirm. <laughs> you can check me out on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm uh, Chubay, so C-H-O-O-B-A-I, uh, one word. Uh, and you can also check out my uh, Sean Bechu fan page as well on Facebook. Outstanding, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Zach. That was super fun. That was Sean Bechu watching the amazing matchup between Mako Satamura and Mercedes Martinez at the second May Young Classic. Thanks to Sean for joining the show. On top of doing voice work for Hitokiri in uh, For Honor, and I hope I pronounced that name right, it was recently announced that Sean's going to be a guest at Montreal Comic Con, so be sure to track him down at his appearances. Great. Very personable guy. Two other names that were announced for Comic-Con this year were Jake the Snake Roberts and Lisa Marie Varen, a.k.a. Victoria. Sean, had I known this at the time, I might have shown you a different match to give you something to talk about with your fellow guests. But meanwhile, thanks for tuning in. Give us a follow on both Twitter and Instagram, at Friends, and follow at Two Finger Guns Club on Twitter. That's the digit two, not the word two. And lastly, if you like what you're hearing, show us a little love with a kind rating over on iTunes. Thanks for watching Wrestling With Me. We'll see you next week. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.